Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's go around the NFL to keep you in the loop. This is Houston's Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. All right, so a local legend is, uh, man, he's drawing a lot of criticism, and he's going to be under an even bigger microscope under the biggest stage. We'll get into that when the internet goes nuts, uh, which John McClain broke, uh, by the way, yesterday with something he said about C.J. Stroud. Let's hear from Nick Casario, though. Expectations. You know Nick ain't going to answer anything about expectations. Here's Nick Casario. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Here's Casario. You're always looking for progress. That's the most important thing. And then are you improving? And as we put the team together, we felt that we would have a competitive team. And nobody really knows what that entails, what that means in terms of wins and losses. But we felt like we had enough good players that if we went out there on a week-to-week basis, we'd at least give ourselves a chance an opportunity to potentially win some games. Started off slowly and then kind of hit our stride there a little bit, won the two games. So we're what you want to be able to do is get off to a fast start. We didn't really get off to a fast start, but we're able to kind of, you know, stem the tide there a little bit. And then we kind of worked through the course of the year and essentially every game other than a few, we were in every game. You know, we really didn't get blown out of too many games, but we were in a lot of games. And we felt with just the makeup and the composition of the people that were in the building and on the roster that at least we would have a chance and have an opportunity and certainly came to fruition. So our job is to just focus on the short term, just focusing on team and individual improvement and let some of the other things sort of take care of themselves. If you have good process with the right people and you do the right things, then you would hope that that correlates to to wins. You know, fortunately, that was the case in a lot of situations this year. There you go. So, Nick Casario, not a lot of expectations, but the the clear improvement. Uh, next step for Nick Casario is going to be free agency. Free agency and then the draft. And and as he brought up, you know, this is the first time in a couple of years they won't have two first-round picks. So And that little weighs bit of an approach. in yeah. on the free agency thing. Go all in yeah. on the running back. What was your favorite moment from this season? I'm going to ask you and Figgy. Your favorite, if you had to pick one moment, what was your uh, favorite moment of the uh, 2023 Texans season? The first one that popped into my mind, I'll just go with that. Uh, Case Keenum to Dalton Schultz, snags it away from the DB in Tennessee. Boom, take that, Amy Adams drunk. That was your favorite? It's the first one I thought of. I'm sure there were a bunch, and there yeah. were, but uh, that's the first one that popped into my mind. Biggie, you have a favorite? Yeah, I would say the Browns butt whooping, man. Mm. To, me, that was, to me, that shows you because... Ain't nobody expect that game to go like that. Yeah, it's a big moment, man. That's you. Uh, the Dare Agumbawale extra point or field goal. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, the field goal. <laughs> I, I felt like that was just kind of like what's sweet. going on here. Yeah, that would be my favorite. Yeah. Uh, here's Nick Casario talking about his favorite moment. Now, do you think Nick will pick a moment, or you think he's going to sit on the fence? I think he's going to talk around it and then finally pick a moment. That's, like, your, like, that's well, your... there were several, Mark, but uh, blah 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 blah. But if I had to put, you know, something like that. I think he's going to name like three different moments. Yeah, but it, you'll know which one was his favorite. He's going to say, I think he's going to say winning the division. Oh, that probably is pretty good. You know, I think the, the Pittsburgh game, you know, oh, was certainly a, a go. good team victory up, because we got contributions <laughs> from a number of different people in a number of different phases and that against a good team. Yep. I mean, they were a good football team. We're talking about two good edge players, yep. good offensive skill players, and we played well. We played with the right mindset. We played the right mentality, and we did some things, I would say, in all three phases where when you look at that game, you say, all right. That looks like a pretty good football team. You know, I think the road win in Cincinnati, you know, was certainly oh, you know, a big win on the road against, a, you know, one of the best teams in the AFC. And we played well in critical situations and critical moments. So there were just at different points, you're able to see kind of the evolution of the team take place. You know, kind of hit a little rut there um, with the Jets game and kind of right around there. But at the end of the year, we ended up winning, what, three of the last four, four of the last five before the Baltimore games. So I think there was, I would say, glimpses at different 
different points. And then as we got going there midway through the year, and especially after the Cincinnati game, all right, you know, we might have a shot here to put ourselves in position. But anything that comes down to individual execution in each game, and we kind of took a week-to-week approach. And, you know, at the end of the year, we were playing pretty good football and put ourselves in a position where we have a chance to play January football. All right. That was a lot. So a couple of different ones. Yeah. yeah, Pittsburgh and Cincy. I should have thought of Cincy. That was a good, that was a good one. The Matt Amendola field goal. That was a really good CJ one. CJ to Noah. Yeah. Noah goes down. Yeah. Uh, Jared Goff, man. I, he might coming won- around yet? He man, this was uh, this was hilarious. So <laughs> he's getting talked about the uh, like. There's a big talent gap in San Francisco. I, this is one of the best back and forths of the NFL season, and and it just kind of shows how relaxed Jared Goff is, and really how funny he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember when he called out Ryan Fitzpatrick for saying he was a poor man's <laughs> yeah. whatever? Uh, this was hilarious. This is Jared Goff with a media type. You guys had a lot of. Got a lot of really good players, obviously, but maybe. Oh, thank you. I said thank you. You are. Maybe that viewed though as the superstars, like the 49ers. All right, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, guys like St. Brown and getting you. Yep, St. Brown was first team All Pro, so. Right, right. Um, So was Panay. Sorry, continue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Absolutely, but do you feel like there? This is. Yeah, I know. I know what you're. I know what you're getting at. Yes, uh, I, I do. I think. I think we've got a lot of ton of ton of great players who um, maybe haven't had the the national stage that up to this point um, that a lot of a lot of other guys have, and obviously they have a ton of good players as well, and, and a ton of Pro Bowlers and All Pro players over there. And um, it's it, yeah, we, we feel like you know we've got a lot of good players too, though, like you mentioned, and um, excited to play on another national stage and, and be able to showcase that. I didn't miss any, did I? No, you got it. All good. <laughs> That's hilarious. So he says, y'all have a lot of talent. He says, thank you. And then he goes, well, obviously not as much as San Francisco. I was like, never mind. <laughs> well, then forget what I just said. I think it's, it, it's kind of reflected just how loose he is, right? I mean, he's been in the situation. He's yeah, he's just like, like, let's yeah. go. He's yeah. having fun. Yeah, I like it. You like their chances? <sighs> no, I don't. I'm pulling for them. Here, here's my thing with this with this Lions thing. And, and, and you know how I, I'm not big on the Lions. I, I don't know why. It, it's kind of it's kind of. It kind of disturbs me that I don't like the Lions more. I, I feel like I feel like they're a likable team and easy to root for, and I like a lot of their players. For some reason, I just find myself not rooting for the Lions. But the thing for me with this, and maybe this is disrespectful because people have been sleeping on this guy for a while. Like, if you told me that Jared Goff, like, like the Lions were in the Super Bowl and they were facing the Ravens or the 49ers, I would say – Man, I don't think Jared Goff can outplay Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson on this stage. I, I just I don't see that. But would it be crazy for him to outperform Brock Purdy? Like, is that the craziest thing that you've heard? Uh, no, it wouldn't be crazy. My, my hesitation, and I have been very much a fan of the Lions uh, this year. I think I think I picked them to win the division. I was a big fan of the Lions this year. Is while that's the most important position, boy, the Niners are so much better everywhere else. Like it, like 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 usually it's like. Like when C.J. Stroud is playing head-to-head with somebody, you're like, I like this because we have C.J. Stroud. Yeah. That's 90% of the time that's the case. But sometimes all those other dudes make up for it. Who would you be the happiest for to win a Super Bowl? Like of all the of all the possibilities, and, and you could say Mahomes just because. Um, by the way, I saw a discussion yesterday with Patrick Mahomes going around the NFL here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Uh, it was Peter Schrager. I love Peter Schrager. I love Good Morning Football. It's one of my favorite shows. Um, but he was like asking the question: If Patrick Mahomes retired today, would he be a Hall of Famer? Yes, <laughs> yes, he would. Like, yes, he's twenty-eight, but yes, yes. like at yeah, first yeah. ballot, unanimous, yeah. maybe even. Yes, he would. But be. who would you be happiest for? Because there's a list for probably. Me. There's a long list. I'll give you three. I do not want to see Dan Campbell up there. God, I'll give you three. Ugh. Number one, Lamar Jackson. Yes, I would too. Number two, Dan Campbell. Ugh. about golf and number three jared Goff. i mean they traded you and then they won a super bowl and then you get it i'd be happy for golf yeah i'd be but campbell campbell was destroyed including by me i mean we were all making fun of him dude he's done it no he's he's doing his thing it's just a lot (laughs) it's just a lot yeah it's a whole lot see i would be happy for lamar big time very very big time for lamar i would be very happy for jared golf but i think that the guys that i want to win the most I want Kyle Shanahan to get one 
because he's been so close, mm-hmm. and I feel like he's the best coach. I feel like sometimes, like, yeah. his success doesn't match just how good he is because we simplify it so much as Super Bowls. So I would say Shanahan won, and then this is someone that probably wouldn't even make most people's, like, top 25 list. Mm-hmm. My fellow Texas guy. I, 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 Trent Williams, man. I love Trent Williams. I, I, I the 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 long long yeah. finest Trent Williams. I just I love him. Yeah, man. yeah, that's a good one. Christian McCaffrey. What about Ron? Ron Hugh. He already had one. He already won one. Oh, but wouldn't you be happy for him? No, not at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> Here is Lamar Jackson talking about the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in the marquee matchup. Uh, on Sunday. We can't overshadow what's in front of us right now. Not at all. You know, those guys are um, the former former Super Bowl champions. And to be a champion, you got to go through a champion, you know. So th- that's pretty much the mindset. Yep. We'll see how that goes. It's going to be interesting. I, I do think Lamar has kind of shook them haters off, though. Yeah, but it's still not done. Including me. Yeah, I was it, it, I was critical of his playoff performance before last year. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's not done. It's He's, not they're done. the favorite. He, yeah, because then it'll it'll kick back up. You think they're going to beat the Chiefs? Short. <sighs> I guess we're picking the game tomorrow, huh? You think they're going to beat them? Yeah, I think Lamar's going to beat them. I think that the Ravens are they're hot. By the way, is Mark Andrews resting or is he good to go? No, I, I think heard. he's going to play this week. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, he's feeling a little better. You know what? That's embarrassing. I think I could go now. Yeah, they rested. You were. I think you were right. They rested That's his ass. They rested him, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Against the Texans. You think he's good? You think he's resting, Figgy? Yeah. You think he's going to be up Oh, there? yeah. He well rested. <laughs> he's okay. well rested. He's chilling, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> wasn't too urgent last night. No. Week. Management. <laughs> yeah. He's out there doing cartwheels. <laughs> uh, Nick Sirianni was asked a pretty, uh, pretty simple question. Uh, I feel like he made it very difficult. Uh, so we know that they fired both coordinators. Uh, we know that Nick Sirianni was basically playing musical chairs with play calling last season. Um, what exactly do you do here, sir? The offensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the offense, and the defensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the defense. What is your role going to be? The head coach of you know, the What's, football what team. What does that entail? How, how does it change? Yeah, um, I guess what you know, it would be this very similar to what's going on right now. Um, you know, if that mean I'll sit more into defensive meetings at times, maybe, right? Instead of always being in an offensive meeting, maybe I go to a defensive meeting here and there. Um, but my job is to be the head coach of the team, not the head coach of the offense, not the head coach of the defense, not the head coach of the special teams, but be the be the head coach of the football team. And so that's building the culture, that's making sure the culture's, um, culture? you know, culture. working, you know, with our, our five core values, are taking every day at a time. Like we're not coming up with new core values. Uh, I mean, we may shuffle of where, you know, where the things are that are important um, and the most important, um, but that's diving into that, building the culture, having a relationship with the guys on the football team um, because I know when when I have that connection with the guys on the football team um, that's when things are you know that when that's when the culture is working um, and and working at high level and then that's where the, our connection with the players and then their connection with each other works well too let me answer a question let me let me take one Howie. okay Howie why, why do you want to answer a question so bad the end of that is like they're they're just shuffling he's he's a dead he's a dead coach walking it looks like it, right? But I, but boy, they're good. But he's been successful. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of wild. He's been successful. Was it office space? What exactly is it that you do here? <laughs> Underrated movie, by the way. Oh, I love that movie. I feel like office space kind of got pushed aside because the office was so good. Maybe. Did I, that's a strong man, right? Like I, I, Maybe. I, just, I, I made that up. Like, no, what, I'm what, saying, was I, what was I saying? I, no, I'm thinking it gets con- but I, I think it gets confused. I, I, one with the other. But do you think it gets the appropriate amount of respect? It's a it's a cult classic, man. Like, I, I love that movie. Real quick, name name the three best like just the three like if I told you you had to watch a comedy right now, give me give me three comedies that you classic, would just watch. Yeah, well, without without being bored or anything. Just no, it can be anything. Any comedy, go. Any like anything. movie, go. show, yeah, whatever. Movie, 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 movie. Go. Well, probably be coming to America. Yeah. Probably would be. You're gonna laugh, but I love this movie, Arthur. I think it's brilliant. What? Arthur is really funny. It's really brilliant. And Blazing Saddles. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. All right. You? 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> Easily. Mm-hmm. 40-year-old virgin. Uh, super bad. Oh, golly. God, super bad is funny. <laughs> uh, 
you need to watch um, Big Boys or whatever it's called. I watched it the other day. It's like a it's like a new version of Super Set. Good Boys, Good Boys, Good Boys, dude. It you, you'll die, you'll die. I'm in. It's it's it is like I don't know how this went so under the radar. It came out in 2019. Good Boys is like the new Super Bad. It is funny, man. Oh, I. I think you said something about this yeah, before. Good yeah, Good Boys. Yeah. You need to watch it. God, it's funny. I don't know. Sometimes I don't know how they let these kids talk like this. Like, if I were these kids' parents, like, they're, like, 12. Oh, you were telling somebody else about I Heard You. Yeah, yeah they're just dropping F-bombs. They're, yeah. like, talking about, like, sex toys and, like, <laughs> all this stuff. It, Dude, Good Boys, 100%. All right, it's I'm in. so stupid, but it is I'm hilarious. In. It's only an hour and a half, too. Yeah. Yeah, you got to check if it out. If I watch Good Boys, which I was going to do anyway, uh, you got to watch Arthur. Okay. Like, it, it, like, well, you you respect my other two picks. Yeah, I'll check it out. You know, Blazing Saddles. I'll check uh, it out. Yeah, it, it's it's good. Did you hear about that controversial movie um, that's coming out that uh, Richard Simmons is real upset? Like they're doing like a they're doing like a documentary on Richard Simmons and Pauly Shore is playing him. I did not. Which I think is a perfect. That's a great yeah perfect guy to play him. Yeah. But apparently Richard Simmons is like yeah they didn't give me credit for this I don't know what the deal is I don't know why they're doing this whatever to me. whatever. How was he so popular as a workout guy? Because it, it was a phenomenon. It was like something they people. Had but never was he seen good? Before. I guess. Like, did I you mean, look at him and say, "I want to get in shape like him"? No, I think people watched him because he was the common guy. For, for no, people watched him for entertainment value because he was out there. He was, you know, obviously very, you know, exuberant, and no one had ever really seen anything like that. And he wore those really short shorts. Yeah. Uh, he and Jane Fonda, like Jane Fonda, workout was at the same time, like went nuts. Uh, Boomer Esiason, we, we know that uh, the Chargers have hired Jim Harbaugh. We know that the Panthers have hired uh, Dave Canales. Titans hired Brian Callahan. Antonio Pierce is in Las Vegas, and Gerard Mayo is in New England. Here is Boomer Esiason calling his shot. And by the way, Bobby Slowick's in Atlanta. Right now, meeting with Arthur Blank. He's at his crib. Here is Boomer Esiason calling his shot on the Washington gig. He sounds way too sure of himself for this not to be it. His name is Ben Johnson. He's the offense coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Never runs, been head coach, though. I know. Runs an unbelievable offense. But he's going to be the head coach of the Commanders. I told you that. So you're telling me that's that's a lock. Yeah. Head coach of the Commanders. Yes. Ben Johnson. Yes. Grain of salt spot? Nope. Lock spot. Lock spot. <laughs> lock spot. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he knows something. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Um, Boomer also seems to believe that Bobby Slowick might be getting kind of messed with. Now, this was before the news today that Bobby Slowick was in Atlanta at Arthur Blank's home. But apparently Boomer thinks that the Falcons are on standby, courtesy of arguably the greatest coach in NFL history. And I'm telling you what's going on in Atlanta. Okay. I'm telling you. Oh, the whole thing with the... Belichick uh, sits down with Arthur Blank. They have a great meeting. Mm-hmm. Belichick knows. Look, I want I want a tight building. I want everybody in that building to be pulling in the same direction. I am not stepping... I don't have to because I'm Bill Belichick. I'm not stepping into a building where I have to inherit certain people at certain levels of the organization that I don't believe are going to have our best interest in hand. Mm. And the way that I see things is this way. The way this other person see things may be that way. And I know that going in. So I'm not taking a job unless all this other stuff is wiped out. Okay. So maybe that's what he's saying. But the, the Ben Johnson sounds just like that sounds too. Like somebody's told him something. Yeah. That sounds just too. Yeah. In the know. He was too adamant about it. And as you mentioned, the other thing with Belichick, the Falcons might've said, cool. We're going to Bobby Slowick then. You know, I mean, Bill Belichick has never been called the most likable guy in the world. You know, so I, I think they may. You don't think Bill Belichick's likable? I think he's probably very, he, he probably has a lot of charisma when he wants to because he knows everything. His storytelling is amazing when you hear him talking about old players and stuff and he's really interested in it. But I think he just, he's not like generally likable. You think the game might have passed Bill by? No. Uh, I, I think he's probably... Because I do think there are people who believe that. Like, the way that Bill Belichick gets spoken on, mm-hmm. it almost seems like there's some people who would say, I would rather have no, this so isn't like than Bill Belichick. Like, he's lost it. It's passing him by. No, I I think, like, he has certain things, as, as you just heard uh, Boomer talking about, 
but they all I think a lot of people are realizing, boy, he needs a lot, and I don't know if we can give him all that. Uh and and, and why would he go to You mean he needs a lot of money? No, no, a lot of things. He has a lot of demands. Uh as Boomer was just talking about, but also like the players, the people he wants. I think he wants to come in and be GM and, and coach. Uh-huh. You know, which he's earned it. Uh-huh. But I don't know if everybody's going to be on board with that. Do you think Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you? Let's 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 live in like an alternate universe right okay. now. Nick Casario, like D'Amico Ryan says, Texans, I want nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Screw you guys, I'm out of here. Well, that, that would be a surprise. Yeah, it would be crazy. <laughs> it's not going to happen, but let's just pretend. Mm-hmm. And Nick Casario has to hire one of two guys, okay? <laughs> he has to either hire... Bill Belichick, he's got to go back to those New England ways. He's got to deal with old Bill. Yeah. Or David Coley. Who does he hire? Bill Belichick. Right? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, how much How much do you think Nick Casario would want to have Belichick with him right yeah, now? Yeah, but he knows his body of work. But he left his ass. And he, yeah, <laughs> he did leave his ass. He left his ass, and he built this. Yeah. Yeah, see, that it would take away from everything that he's earning. Yeah, so you think he'd rather, rather reception. You think he'd go Belichick, though? He just yeah, doesn't want to be a good fella. Yeah. Biggie? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Okay. okay. And, and plus, Casario is the actual GM. So. All right, Bill but he Belichick, wouldn't be. Bill Belichick or Lovey? Belichick. I think Lovey's worse than Cully. In some ways. Cully's like Sirianni. He's Sirianni. He's stubborn, man. Where do I go? What do I do? Remember when he didn't know where to go at training camp? Yeah, he admitted that. Yeah. He walked out onto the field and said, okay, what do I do? Yeah. That was a sign. We might need to revisit the introductory press conference of oh, David Coley. I, I really like, I think we can laugh at it now, right? I was in the back of the room. The faces on Texan staffers who were all standing in the back of the room. <laughs> dude, it would be, I, I would have a, a gazillion hits if I videotaped it. They were like, mouths open, eyes wide. This is him. This is our guy. Man, I didn't know who he was. I'll be real. I had no clue. I'd never heard of him. Who did? I actually called the shot. When they said he had the interview, I'm like, watch, it's going to be somebody like David Cully. <laughs> and I dismissed and you. You, you. You did. No, no, I dismissed the you hell did. out of you. Admittedly so. I dismissed you. I said, nah. Come on, brother. Like, be serious. <laughs> Little did we know. Yep. But we're in better place now. CJ Stroud had a good rookie season. I think he did. I think it was all-time great. The best I've ever seen. Well, John McClain disagrees, and he broke the internet in saying such a thing. Plus, a local legend. He is getting roasted right now. We'll tell you who next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. Internet going nuts here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Landry Locker, John Lopez. Figgy Fig with you. John McClain. He was on the Utopia podcast. This was what John McClain had to say about C.J. Stroud's rookie season, much to the dismay of our bot, our buddy, our guy, our friend, our teammate, Sean Pendergast. C.J., I saw on ESPN saying he had the greatest season for a rookie quarterback. Well, no, he didn't. Uh, he ended up with 4,108 yards, 23 touchdowns, five interceptions. He was 10-7 and seven as a starter. In 2004, Ben Roethlisberger was 13-0. and 0. They had 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. They were predominantly running team, and he had 26, oh, were they? Uh, 2,621 yards. But he helped them get the AFC Championship game, where they were upset at home by New England, and I covered it. And Andrew Luck in 2012, he went 11-5, threw for 4,374 yards, and 23 touchdowns, same as Stroud, but he had 18 interceptions compared to Stroud's five. John, do you think if you plunk 2023 C.J. Stroud on the 2004 Steelers that he goes 13-0 and uh, with that team? Uh, sure, why not? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I, you're, great, I, you're saying it's a great running game. You're saying Ben had a Ben Roethlisberger had a better rookie year. Yeah, he won a bunch of games. He also had a bunch of Hall of Famers on that team with him. Like CJ is CJ's digging a team out of the muck. Who's you guys not playing worth the damn? This, this really irritated me. Uh, uh, no, I did. Like he gives you like he wasn't. Well, first of all, he was. He he he's he's the best rookie Big quarterback bang. I've ever seen. And then he starts giving stats that make our point. The guy's like, not playing worth the damn. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger. Well, they were a really big running team. Had a bunch of Hall of Famers, uh, and didn't and had more interceptions than C.J. Stroud by far. Oh, Andrew Luck. Yeah, C.J. Stroud played two fewer games than Andrew Luck, uh, and had uh, twenty-three touch or one, I guess, uh, twenty-three touchdowns, five eight five interceptions. The guy's not playing worth the damn. Oh, you are wrong, John McClain. You are wrong. This was really wild. I don't understand why even John McClain, a legendary legend in Houston sports just can't let himself think that it really can be this good. It really can be this good here. I know we're not used to it, but it really can. Jim Nance and Tony Romo, baby. They are making the internet go nuts as we speak. Andrew Marchand is a legendary uh, television and, uh, well, television writer, uh, all things TV. Yeah. Roasting him. In the New York Post, like when Andrew writes something, everybody in the industry pays attention. He's yeah. that big. Yeah, uh, he's that big. Let me give you a couple of anecdotes here out of the uh, the story about about uh, Tony Romo and Jim Nance, who, by the way, are calling the Super Bowl. Oh Lord, that's the kicker. Even halfway through Romo's decade-long deal, CBS Sports executives have an issue because Romo and his partner are manning broadcasts that lack chemistry storytelling, strategy, levity, and are discombobulated. Other than that, (laughs) it's smooth sailing. I'll tell you what. Jim Nance is flipping out at this, by the way. Oh, for sure. For sure. I don't think Romo even cares. Like, I don't think he cares enough to care. But, like, that's why, like, sometimes when you talk bad about a production, it's like, man, if this person really cares, then it's that's going to hurt them, but I don't think Tony Romo gives a damn about his quality of work. Jim Nance does. Oh, he's going Ron Hughley. Jim Nance does. (laughs) He is. He's going full Ron Hughley on this. There's no question. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Uh, He goes on to say, this has left the duo endlessly searching for lifelines. Gene, Tracy, Dude, Jay. They, why do they? Do you, do you like this referee thing that they've done? I do. No, I do. I think it's perspective. They overdo it. Maybe. Well, they, they but Basic you're seeing rules. why now. Yeah, but man, like, I feel like you have to be Mike Pereira or Dean Blandino. I do like it. Sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't think of that, you know, or whatever. Really? Not occasionally. 
but I think it's his perspective. But as far as like, this is what I think the call is. Why do I care what you think? Um, You're a ref. Who cares? Well, I think it's per- like we're not like I'm not always cheering for one of the teams. No, I know, but yeah. I don't care what you think. Like I like I'd rather hear what Romo and Nance think. Not in an ideal world, but, but what he's saying is they're so bad. They're just throwing lifelines to anybody that can talk. Dude, and then the ref will come on. Yeah, you know, it could go either way. Wait till you get a hold of this line. A zinger at old Jim. Okay. Um, He has been late to recognize big plays and mistakenly calling incompletions as catches and vice versa. Yeah, Jim's struggling. Hold on. But I think it is Romo. Romo's the problem. If he were not calling the game, Nance comes across more like he would be in a luxury box than in the stands. Ooh. Yikes. Ooh. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. They're getting destroyed. Yikes. And then he ends the column with Gene, Tracy, Jay. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man, Jim is flipping out that day. He's got to be. He does not like it. Yeah, full run. It's a Hubert. local guy, too. He's yeah. he's not feeling, I mean, man, like, they're going to call a Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. And they don't even... Well, you you heard it. You heard what, what uh, Marshawn said. Is there any appeal to being so bad though that people watch? Like, is there like is there any appeal to where Al like, Michaels kind of got to that point? I don't know if these guys are there yet. But you think Ro- the, like Romo is it? Is there any part of them that's like I? I'm just talking about myself. Like Al Michaels, I started. I just got a, I got. I started laughing about it. Romo and Nance, I just. Ugh, I'm like embarrassed for them. I'm like cringing. Well, I'm cr- are you kidding me? <laughs> they don't get along. You don't think so? No. There's no way they there's no there's no way Jim Nance, one of the best broadcasters of our lifetime. For for all we're saying about him, one of the best broadcasters of our lifetime. First of all, I don't think he's mail I, I don't is he mailing it in like Al Michaels? I think he's checking out, not because he doesn't care, but because he knows it's not. Because there's working. nothing he can it's, do. It's not working. There's yeah. nothing he can do. Yeah. So his partner is just rambling all the time and there's nothing yeah. he can do. He's talking about seventy thousand people at his house watching him the other day. <laughs> That's yeah, like Romo. my house. You know, Nash was like, okay, moving on. You think Romo's sober? Oh, yeah. I don't think he's – I've never heard anything. I think like he would be one of those guys. Are you kidding me? I mean, he sounds drunk during games. No, I don't I think even think Tony's a talks. drinker. I don't even think no, Tony's yeah, a drinker. I think that's just the way he talks. Yeah, I, I, but, like, what is he doing? <laughs> I – like, what, like in the Pittsburgh game, and feel like he on something. What's though, he doing? Man. This was in the in the column. I didn't clip it, but uh, uh, like they were covering uh, the Steelers game, and he was talking about a running back. Like never seen this guy before, Jalen Warren. Yeah, <laughs> never seen him before. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. It's rough, man. <laughs> it's rough. It's really rough. Yeah, really rough. I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. So there's a uh, word on the streets that. Uh, Jalen Green might be uh, expecting. Expecting what? Uh, a baby. That's kind of a surprise. Yeah. With uh, Drea Michelle. Uh, Drea Michelle, formerly of, uh, she used to date Tarod Taylor. Um, okay. She was on Basketball Wives. She's got a she's got a nice roster, uh, to, uh, to put it lightly. Um, you want me to go through, like, all the guys that her, she's been linked to? Her hit list? Yeah. You want me to go through this? And by the way, she's yes. the girl. She's the girl who on Breakfast Club said that uh, your honus can get deleted. Okay. All right. So here's her. Here's her list. And we. And we. I don't know if this is true or not. Uh, she's 39. Jalen's uh, 21. Hold on. Let me catch my breath. It's that big, huh? Tarod Taylor, oh. Orlando Scandrick, French Montana, The Game, Ray J, Wiz Khalifa, Bernard Berrien, Chris Brown, Diddy, Lil Wayne, Fabulous. Paul Pierce, Gilbert Arenas, Javaris Crittenton, Deshaun Stevenson, and Kenya Martin. Holy moly. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Damn, Jalen. He made a shot. Damn, Jalen. He after Ken and Martin. That's what I'm talking about. After Kmart. I don't want to be after I don't want to be next in line after Kmart. That's for dang sure, man. <laughs> That would be intimidating. I always wonder what it's like, like being like Shaq's ex-wife. Painful. <laughs> I mean, and and she's married to uh, your pastor, right, Fake? Yeah, man, Pastor Keon. Shout out to Pastor Keon, man. That congratulations. But 
You are much more secure with me. As soon as a lady tells me that she used to date Shaq, I'm, all right, nice yeah. to see you. Peace out. N- nice seeing you. Yeah. Yeah, you might have heard of my boy. Oh, you work in sports? Yeah. You might have heard of my ex-boyfriend. His name's Hakeem. <laughs> Please don't say Olajuwon. <laughs> Please. All right, I'll see you later. Please. All right, bye-bye. Big gulps, huh? Yeah. You better be a king from coming to America. Yeah, something like that. I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. We, we talk about her a lot, maybe too much, but this one's got to be said. It's all over the internet. You saw what they're doing to Taylor Swift, right? Yeah, there's an AI Dude, sexual, on, sexual image. That should be a felony. That should be a felony. That should be a felony. I don't care who you are. doesn't matter. Like, that getting on the internet, an, an artificial intelligence X-rated image, you should go to, you should go to jail for at least Dude, a year. What, I mean, come on. That's disgusting. No matter who you are, no matter what you think of her... Uh, posting AI-generated nudes in in compromising positions—that's that's prison. That's 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 charges. Yeah, that's pathetic. That's the other the other ridiculous. day, I was watching uh, TMZ, mm-hmm. and um, I guess Taylor Swift has a stalker, and he got arrested. Like for the third time. Yeah, he got arrested yeah. for the ter- third time. He's like a stalker, and, and my God, I mean, if you saw this guy, first thing this guy's a stalker. That is a stalker. Right yeah, there. like it's sometimes these stalkers like are under the radar, but he's a stalker. But they showed where he was, and, like, she lives, she has a, an, an apartment or condo on the street. Like, like just like, you, know, you remember in Boston when like we Like a regular the- person. Get a get a gate, ma'am. Yeah. Like I don't want to. I don't want to. Like I, I'm not trying yeah. to victim blame someone because it's yeah. scary when you have a stalker and stuff. But you're you're Taylor Swift. Somebody like that can't stay you in an apartment you, you, you like that. You can't stay in it. Like you that. can't stay in a. People can walk on the sidewalk and see you spot. I'm sorry. I you you're know Taylor F. She Swift. ain't a normal person. No, no, I get it. And some people can do that. Like like people like there's some billionaires that can do that. There's a lot of people, but. But you're when, anonymous. When you, you're mostly anonymous. Your, your fans face. are known for being crazy as hell. Well, and your like, face is more anonymous. Yeah, and you're and you're t- like you can't be living there. No. You can't do that. Well, look. I mean, this oh, perish the thought, please perish the thought. But look, John Lennon lived in the same type of yeah apartment building. Yeah, walked out of his building. Yeah, there's a stalker. But you can't. Yeah, you can't yeah. even like it. Can't even be a possibility. Like if I'm like her yeah. mom, dad. Hell, if I'm Travis Kelsey, like. Babe, I know you want to try to be well, as normal as possible. Well, he bought a house, possible. remember? Yeah, I know you want to try to be as normal as possible, but hey. Not going to happen. We, this ain't working. Yeah. There's too many nutsos out there. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. Just absolutely insane. On the text line, 281, you guys, someone says, that's just dis- disgusting, the Taylor Swift AI image. Can you send me a link? Oh, man. <laughs> You're going to hell on scholarship. You knew that was coming. You're going to hell on scholarship, 281. <laughs> coming up next. <laughs> The Texans. Why am I tier. laughing? <laughs> the Texans tier and how the how the Texans get to where a team that's playing on Sunday is. It might be easier than you think. Next. Thank you, Figgy. Live from the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. Texans watching the lions this week i think there's some similarities now this is this is not proportional but it is similar uh when it comes to the texans getting somewhere where they've never been Uh, i do think there's you can look at the lions and their path um and see some similarities uh similarity number one if the texans want to get there next year the 2024 texans versus this year's lions a big jump from will anderson aiden hutchinson he was really 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 good last year he's great this year um, I think he had 100 pressures. Uh, he doubled his quarterback hits. He went from 15 to 33. Uh, he's drawing a lot more attention from opposing teams. I, I don't think Will Anderson is as good as Aiden Hutchinson was his rookie year. Um, and who knows if he'll ever be as good as Aiden Hutchinson. Um, but there is hope. I'm not going to completely dismiss it. But if he does have the same progress uh, and improvement that Aiden Hutchinson did, I think that would be step one towards the Texans being a team that's sitting and watching championship weekend versus a team that is actually playing in championship weekend. He's one of many, but you, you mentioned Aiden Hutchinson. I think you said he, he went from 13 quarterback hits. His 15 re- to 33. 15 to 33. Uh, well, uh, this isn't the be-all, but uh, Will Anderson had 22 quarterback hits this year. So if he can improve on that, Damn. yeah, if he can improve on that, then now we're talking. Uh, so I don't know if he's ever going to be that. But I don't know that he's not. 
you know? Yeah. Next uh, next potential similarity, uh, they were in the same draft class. Uh, Nico was taken ahead of him. Uh, first team All-Pro, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Uh, his continued development. If Nico Collins, after his first, I would say his first successful season in the NFL, first complete season in the NFL yeah. might be a more fair way to put it. Uh, if he can continue to progress like Amon Ross St. Brown along with Will Anderson, uh, that's another huge thing that could get the Texans where the Lions are right now. Don't you think the standards are going to be like that, about like that going into the season? Especially if they don't, you know, with Tank Dell back, he's going to be uh, huge, of course. But Nico as the guy that can stretch the field, make those big plays. I think I think it's reasonable just to say that. Running back investment. This is number one. This is, I mean, the Lions, not only did they sign David Montgomery uh, the year after Jamal Williams had a career year there, um, they signed him, and then they drafted Jameer Gibbs. And that, that investment in the running back position, they got 1,000 yards out of Montgomery, and Jameer Gibbs has added an element that they did not possess. And, and, and most likely, without this running back investment, they're not playing here. This is really important for the Texans, especially when you look at what the running back market is going to be, who's going to be available, and the opportunity that the Texans have along with their obvious flaw when it comes to the running back room. Look, it's been different coaches, different general managers uh, over the last five years. But the Texans have yet to prioritize the running back position in, in, in five years. You've gone from Carlos Hyde, should be a number two, to David Johnson, wheels falling off. Oh, he was dead. Yeah, to uh, Mark Ingram. Yeah. Should have been a number two at that point in his career. To Damian Pierce, drafted in the fourth round, to yeah. be probably a number two. Yeah. And Devin Singletary, who ideally would be a number two. Yeah, that's what you brought him in to be. Yeah. So you you have yet to prioritize the running back position, Got like to. in the last five years. Make it easy on CJ. Yeah. It's hard to find receivers. Running backs, it might be like bargain shopping at this point. Mm -hmm. um, young offensive weaponry. Uh, and you can connect this to the running back position, but Detroit invested heavily in the offense with Gibbs in the first round and Sam Laporta uh, in the second. Uh, Texans need to do that. And, and Jared Goff, the, the, it paid off for Jared Goff. Texans need to do the same thing there. Uh, and, and they have a higher caliber player, too. And draft a running back. Sign a running back, keep Devin Singletary, and draft a running back. And I think you're going to be going off the charts offensively. And final one, coach and QB growth. Uh, Dan Campbell has progressed, uh, as has Jared Goff. He seems more comfortable, seems a little bit more smooth. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, I mean, he might be starting it off with uh, rookie of the year, or coach of the year, excuse me, C.J. Stroud, rookie of the year. Uh, that that maturation right there, that's why you could actually be a better version of the Lions. Uh, yes, I, the, the head coach and quarterback thing is is just uh, – it, it's a game changer. It has been. We saw it this year. But let's talk about just the quarterback growth now. Uh, for, he's often compared, he being C.J. Stroud, often compared to Joe Burrow. He's so far ahead of what Joe Burrow was as a rookie. He only played in 10 games as a rookie, but still he started. Um, like, can, can you imagine if he makes that kind of a leap, that kind of an improvement from an already – best rookie season that a quarterback's ever had. Um, like, he, he he's often compared to Joe Burrow. If he takes a leap from here, man, we're going to have some fun. Yeah. We're, we're going to have some fun. And it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't seem crazy, right? No. Like, at all. It, it doesn't seem crazy at all. Joe Burrow, his second year was, I mean, he just skyrocketed. Uh, his numbers, his touchdown interceptions, everything. Uh, we get some improvement like that from C.J. Stroud on top of the other things. You, you, you just mentioned, like I said, we're going to have some fun around here. It's going to be real fun. Yeah. Can't wait. Landry Locker, John Lopez, uh, Figgy Fig with you here on Houston Sports Leader, Sports Radio uh, 610. We're going to talk to Clint Sterner uh, in a little bit. Uh, a little worried about Clint and uh, LV. Um, <laughs> we'll have this uh, tough discussion. Does the Houston Rodeo have any bulls or horses? <laughs> We got it. We got it. We got to get it. Clean Does McDonald's this. have any hamburgers? <laughs> yes, where the closest casino was. <laughs> How do you get to the casino? <laughs> I'm concerned, man. I think it's going to hit him. I think it's going to hit him all at once. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm put it this way. Uh, I would be of all the wagers I could make. If if Clint Stern if Clint Sterner had the uh, the Payne and Pendergast time slot. I, I would put the over-under at 
two shows missed, and I would probably take the over. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Does this keg party have any beer? <laughs> <laughs> Our guy, Clint Sterner, uh, coming in here on uh, In the Loop on Sports Radio uh, 610. Um, Jim Harbaugh, by the way, he's um, he's with the Chargers. Bobby Slowick's in Atlanta right now uh, with Arthur Blank. And Albert Breer knows Bill Belichick a little bit. Yeah, a Doesn't little he, bit. A little bit. Yo, Albert, you up? A little bit. Yeah. He is uh now he's saying something about him. He is insinuating that uh old Bill Belichick might not uh might not be interested in Atlanta. If Albert Breer says it, it's basically Yeah. When it comes to Belichick, O'Brien, all that, you gotta you gotta take that for as the gospel. Yeah, it was really. it was it was him that tweeted this morning that Bobby Slowick was in at Arthur Blank's home with the CEO and the general manager couple hours later tweets yeah i don't know about bill belichick I, I i don't know if they they have to meet in the middle i think is what you have to say so you put that together i'm feeling an offer coming for our guy uh bobby slower yeah i just don't like i i don't know how you interview someone at your house if you're not going to hire him that seems that just well I mean, with I, everybody there yeah I, I that seems weird it, and i don't know that i would want to interview at someone's house uh, unless i already had the gig oh, I, like, would. I don't want to go yeah, to arthur blank's house Heck yeah, i would want to go there yeah, man. I don't know, man. You got the Come whole gang house. there. You're Come feeling. You're walking in like you own the place. Nah, you know got, they're gonna can offer we rent you somewhere. Let's let's. I don't want to. I don't want to go to your house. <laughs> like if I were going to Arthur Blanks, I would. I'd be, okay. No. You have man. a chef, man. Can I get a quesadilla? <laughs> Prime rib quesadilla or something. Like that. You got something working there? Yeah, I think uh, I think he's in he's in a good spot. I, I was watching uh, Girls Next Door, the mm -hmm. old uh, reality show. By the way, those girls are pathetic. The way they're coming down at half now after the fact. I mean, give me a break. Mm -hmm. Did you really have to write a book saying that you only liked him because he had money? No kidding, lady. <laughs> Leave it out. Oh, there was se there was uh, sex and parties going on at the Playboy Mansion. No kidding. Yeah. Um, but. I was watching, man. They used to like when he had his three chicks with him, mm -hmm. Hugh Hefner. Man, he would. They could just pick up the phone and be and call the kitchen downstairs, and they would be. It would be like the most random order. You could say, uh, "Yeah, could I get some? Uh, what do you feel like? Oh, a milkshake. Yeah, <laughs> strawberry milkshake. What nachos? Oh, beef and chicken. All right, beef yeah. and chicken nachos. Um, <laughs> do y'all have chocolate donuts too? Like they could just order everything. <laughs> That's what I would do at Arthur Blank's house. I would just, I would just. Well, then you might uh, be hurting your chances to get that job. Yeah, who but, cares? Uh, that's all right. As long as it wasn't like a get out situation, I, I, I'd certainly interview at the house. He's getting an offer, right? I mean, Albert Breer's saying that it seems like Belichick's not going to be there, and Albert Breer, when it comes to O'Brien and Belichick, I just take it as the gospel. I'm just, yeah. I mean, it like this is an awful lot. Did it, unless everybody? Now, I will say Atlanta has. They have done a lot of they second interviews. interviewed Vrabel yesterday. Well, they've they? interviewed 14 yeah. people. I guarantee you not all 14 were with all three of those dudes at, well, at Blank's yeah. house. Now, I wonder yeah. how many were at his house. But but with all three of those guys? Yeah. No, it, this, this yeah. looks I mean, it looks is, is Belichick really a guy that runs a 14-man race? No. I mean, to me, Belichick's a guy, you're either enamored with the six Super yeah. Bowls and you're just going to ignore the last four years and you're just, hey, man, it's yeah. Bill Belichick, the greatest ever. Yeah. I'm going that route. Or, that never felt right. It didn't. It felt weird. It felt yeah. real weird. Yeah, I, I, he just doesn't seem like a 14-horse race for me, man. You see, Bill, you see Bill at Chick-fil-A after the interview? Oh, Belichick? Yeah, he went to I, – I guess they don't have a lot of those in Boston. I think okay. they have a few. So, Belichick just rolled into Chick-fil-A. But he in went suit. in. He went in in his suit. <laughs> like, Bill Belichick just went in yeah, at the counter and ordered a Chick-fil-A. I mean, he missed the opportunity to get through the, the, the most efficient uh, – Oh, you're the biggest Chick-fil-A driver. Oh, I mean, I'm blown oh, away. Oh, I love it. I, lo hey. I am shy. Every time I go in there, like, I'm waiting for somebody to make a mistake. Like, I I'm waiting wanna... for somebody to disappoint me. And they don't... I, I mean, I want I want to send what they do to Sonic so bad. <laughs> yes. Say, oh, yes. Man. Yes. Do you ever look... drive through Sonic, or do you go to the thing? It doesn't the, matter, doesn't man. Matter, I yeah. try, I, I've tried them both in time. Well, they ruin yeah. Sonic when they put a drive through instead of said, making hey, a pull-up. Was America got any Chick-fil-A's in Atlanta? We're worried about you, Clint. They got, why, any, why? They got any casinos in Las Vegas? Why? Because you asked where the nearest casino was in Vegas. I was like, Clint is about to go YOLO. It's downstairs. Two years of, of, uh, of, of baby raising. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, no, I, but I saw a picture of the hotel. I, it looked it, it looked like a hotel. You like, can't walk 10 feet without hitting a casino. 
Well, I well, I'm sorry. I, I didn't assume that we were on the strip. I, I assume. <laughs> I mean, you go far enough off the strip, oh, there I are normal hotels, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, I figured I assumed oh, we're in the that heart, we. Bro. Oh, we're I, on I, it, yeah. Okay, well, I, did, I didn't. Yeah, I assumed right outside, by yeah. one picture that I saw that that uh, you know we may have been a tad bit off the strip. <laughs> I like it. Well, I, well, I am, I am going to have a good time. I can't wait. And then, thank God you're not the morning show. Goodness gracious. <laughs> yes, that's that's precisely one reason I could never do a morning show. You're listening to KILTAM, KILTHD2. Sometimes you just let it flow, though, and you just uh, keep it going. Right? You know? Yeah. Crash after. The drive is live. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.